Welcome to GraceChannel.com podcast. Hello, my name is Alan Spiegel, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of this, and and uh, along with my wife and I, uh, started Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers some many, many years ago, and also Journey School of Ministry. A few weeks ago, I uh, shared a podcast on knowing and hearing the voice of God and and, and I got a lot of response from that and I had some people actually asking uh, for me to go a little bit further with that. So today, uh, that's what I plan on doing. You know, I want to repeat some things that I said because it's been a few weeks and, and uh, you know, you, or you may have not even heard this, but if you did, uh, you know, you, you want to, sometimes we need to hear things over and over. Paul said that in Colossians. He said, for me to keep going over the same thing with you over and over again. He said, it's not grievous to me. He said, but it's a safety net for you. And what I'm sharing with you today is a safety net. It's something that, that um, you know, each time I teach on, you know, different subjects that I've taught on, you know, many, many times. And I think, well, you know, I've, I've kind of squeezed all the juice out of that. Well, I'll see something that I never saw before because you can never exhaust uh, the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, and the fact that God speaks to you. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how God speaks to us. And you know what the reality is? There's never a moment that he's not speaking to us. There's never a moment that he is not wanting to communicate with us on a heart level. There's never a moment in our life that he's not reaching out to us and, and warning us about things and telling us about things. But, you know, we can get so busy with life that we do not pay attention to what's being said. Well, I, I thought I just had a thought. Well, next time you have that thought, so to speak, you know, clap down on it. Pray about it. You know, God put somebody in your heart. Think about it. Pray about it. You know, and, and then follow your heart. You know, the Bible talks about that in the book of Romans chapter eight. I'm going to jump into uh, talking about uh, our subject here in a second, but this does tie into it. But, but, you know, Paul said in Romans eight, he said, we have a infirmity. The King James says we, you know, we have a weakness and the weakness is we do not know how to pray about everything. He says, but the Holy Spirit that lives resident inside the New Testament believer, that, that he is in us and he's wanting to reveal things to us. The Bible says there's times there in Romans 8 that, that we don't know how to pray, but the Spirit himself prays for us in a language, and we call it praying in tongues, in a language that you cannot articulate with you know, your English language or whatever language you're accustomed to speaking. And he says, and when you do that, when you, you know, let's say somebody comes on your heart, you don't know why, you know, you, you're burdened for them or, or whatever the case may be. And, and, and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit because we have a weakness. We don't, we don't know how to pray about everything. We don't know everything about what's going on in that person's life. And so we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. And we do that, the Bible's when we do that, the Bible says, 
This is the Bible says in Romans 8 that when we don't know how to pray as we should and we begin to pray in our prayer language, which is a, a, a language that is not understood with the uh, intellect. It's not understood with in, in your own uh, native tongue. He said when we do that, we are praying the perfect will of God. And then he makes a real powerful statement that's totally misunderstood by and large in the church community. And then he says, and all these things work together for the good of them that love God that are called according to his purpose. So that's that verse of scripture that people use totally out of context. And they come up with erroneous doctrines that, that you know, God, you know, uh, has a reason for this happening to us. You know, that all things work together for the good. So, you know, something negative happens, someone dies prematurely, and, and somehow people try to comfort people by saying, well, all things, you know, the Bible says, listen to this. They say, well, the Bible says that all things work together for good to him that love the Lord. Now, I'm going to make a statement here that may rattle your uh, religious apple cart if you have one. You know, that is a true statement that it was made. But the way it is used in the majority of Christianity, it's not true. What do you mean? Well, there's a lot of things that are said in the Bible that it's true that it was said, but it's not true. You know, it's true that that Paul wrote, all things work together for good to them that love God. It's true that he said that. But if you don't put it in context of what he was saying, then you will get desperately confused when bad things happen in your life. All things that happen in your life do not work together for your good. What he's saying is, as we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're praying the perfect will of God over that situation. Now think about it. And all these things that we just pray, we pray the perfect will of God. And as we prayed the perfect will of God, all these things that we just prayed works together for our good. Not everything that happens in our life, I've said it to you on many different podcasts, not everything that happens in your life works together for your good. Well, but, but that's what I've always heard, you know, Al. That's, that's, but, and, and, and boy, people get, I mean, they get rattled about that. But it does not say all things work together for your good. Just a blanket statement. Doesn't say that. It says when you pray the perfect will of God, that works together for your good. What you just got through praying, you prayed the perfect will of God. And then that that you prayed works together for your good. Okay, so there's never a moment in our lives that God's not speaking to us. Let me go back to that verse one more time in Romans 8. You know, and so, and I know I've talked about this on, on some other podcasts, but I just, you know, keep feeling it jumping up in my heart and I can't move past it until I, I feel a release. But when you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
you pray, you're praying the perfect will of God. Now, this is what I'm saying. When that habit, somebody comes on your heart, you have a burden for them. You don't know what's going on in their life. You haven't seen them. You don't know where they are, but you, you just have a sense of something's going on. You pray because the weakness is we don't know how to pray. That's what Paul said in Romans 8. And so we don't know how to pray. So what do we do? We pray until either we have peace or we know what we're supposed to do, if anything. You know, um, a couple examples really quick. You know, he's always speaking to us. And more, and I'm going to talk about this again in a minute, but and, and then again uh, next week. But he's always speaking to us. But are we actually listening to hear? Now, there's never a moment. Now, this this will shake you up. I'm telling you, if you if you have any religious uh, mindset, this this may shake you up. Excuse me while I get a drink. It's hot in Alabama, hundred degrees today. Excuse me. Um. We're in my we're in our new home and and uh, kind of got the studio set back up in my office, but still got a little work to do. But I want to jump on here and and uh, share you know what I'm sharing. Okay, so there's never a moment that he's not speaking to us. Now, now this this shakes people up. What I'm about to say. Now I, I I'm I'm almost hesitant to say it, but I got to say it. I firmly believe the Bible shows us this and teaches us this, that nothing bad ever happens to us except God did not try to warn us before it happened. Now, I know I've shared that, but I want you to get it. I'm not apologizing for sharing it again. I may share it again next week. I don't know. But nothing bad ever happens except God didn't try to warn us in advance. You know, that he tried to protect us. And sometimes we're just so busy, we don't take time to sit down, lock ourselves away, and pray until we get peace. You know, you pray until we get peace. Pray in the Holy Ghost until we get peace. Or until we know what we're supposed to do. Now, I've got a, a couple of examples that, that I want to I wanna share with you. And like I said, I've... I'm sure I've shared this at some point. When uh, Jill, our oldest daughter, I, I think her and Rod had, hadn't been married very long. Matter of fact, they hadn't been married long enough to uh, have their have her license name changed on her driver's license. And, and they had went back down to Palm Beach Atlantic where she went to college. Uh, and they were coming back, like, um, I don't know if it was a Friday night or a Saturday night. It's like it was a Friday night. Uh, they drove back very, very late. You know, it was, you know, right a, uh, when I'm driving, it's about a three hour drive. When Jill was driving, it's two and a half hour drive. And, and we went into that. But anyway, and so God often speaks to me when I'm waking up as far as, uh, giving direction or particularly giving warnings to me about things. And so in my, uh, waking up between a dream and a vision, 
I, I heard in this dream vision, whatever it was, I heard our doorbell ring. And I saw myself get up and go to the door, front door, and and there and uh, turn the porch light on, and and um, there was a police officer standing there. Actually, I, I think it might have been two, but I don't know, at least one. And so um, we we had a little uh, window beside the main door there, and uh, and so I, I peeped out and saw it was a, an officer. You know when. Um, you get a doorbell, you have a doorbell ring and you look and there's a police officer, it's, it's not good news. It's not that they're coming to award you for, for your great safe driving. And so anyway, so I go to the door and I, the officer asked me, he said, Are, is Jill Spiegel your daughter? We have her address on her driver's license. And is, is that, is that, she related to you? Is that your daughter? And would she have been in a car tonight with uh, a, a man by the name of Roderick Wyndham? And I said, yes, and yes, yes, it's her daughter. And yes, she was with Roderick. And he said, well, I hate to inform you, but there's been an accident. It appears that Mr. Wyndham went to sleep late, you know, early morning hours, two, two, three o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And they had an accident and they, and they are both, they're both deceased. Then I woke up. So I wake Janice up and, and she'd had a restless night also. And we begin to pray, you know, praying the Holy Spirit. Somebody else was, uh, some, some, a friend from out of town was staying with us. And, and, uh, when she got up the next morning, you know, she said, I had a restless night all night. I was up and down praying and, and so that's, that's the Holy Spirit warning us about things. So Janice and I prayed in the Spirit until we got peace. And now in, in, in those days, you, you didn't have uh, cell, everybody didn't have a cell phone in their pocket, so they didn't have a phone with them. And so the next day, you know, again, woke, we got peace, went on back to sleep. So the next day, uh, I was talking to Jill, or Janice was, yeah, yeah, I was talking to Jill. I said, how was your drive home last night? She said, Dad, I was asleep. Rod was driving. And I woke up. Now, listen to this. I woke up, and he had dozed off and was asleep and was running off the edge of the road. And I grabbed the wheel, hollered at him, you know, and he, he got control of the car, pulled over, and I drove the rest of the way in. And when, when Janice and I prayed that night, it was between, uh, I'm going to say between 2 and 2.30, somewhere in there, when, when uh, I had that dream vision, whatever it was. I said, well, what time was it, Jill? She said, oh, it was about around 2 to 2.15, 2.30, somewhere in there. Why? And I told her. See, the Holy Spirit is always speaking to us. It, it may not be in words, but impressions. You know, knowings, inward knowings is, is the way I like to, like to put it. And then when our youngest daughter, Lori, was out uh, in uh, Texas going to, to Bible college, and so she was out there, and, and uh, 
one Saturday morning, you know, I, I as I was waking up, I saw Lori sitting in the back seat of a car, kind of in the in in the middle, and there was two young ladies. I couldn't see their faces, but two young ladies in the front, one driving, one in, in the passenger seat, and they were laughing, talking, going somewhere. And um, anyway, so in this dream vision, whatever it was, there was a tractor trailer truck stopped in front of them, had to stop real fast, and they were, you know, carrying on and wouldn't pay attention. And they were, a, and the, the, it was a flatbed you know, like a 40-foot trailer, didn't have anything on it, but, and it was in a, you know, smaller, you know, compact type car, and, and they were, didn't even see the truck stopping, and just before it hit, before they rear-ended that trailer, I woke up, so I woke Janice up, and, and we prayed, we prayed in the Holy Spirit, we prayed, we prayed in, 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 the, in tongues, and, and, and so, oh, it was about, 6.30, 7 o'clock in Dallas where she was going to school. And and I told Janice, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call her. She she She's probably not up yet. Just tell her to be careful if she's out and about today. Now, when, especially when, when Lori was going to uh, Bible college, you know, to go to Christ for the Nations, um, for her to be up early on a day she didn't have school or work, it's highly unusual. To say the least. Anyway, so her phone rings one time, and she answers the phone. Hey, Dad, what's going on? And I, I can hear music in the background in, inside of a car, you know. And and uh, I said, uh, where are you? She said, well, uh, called her friend's names, and, and the young lady that was driving had about shoulder-length, dark brown hair. And I said, where are you sitting in the car? So we're going, she said, we're going to the airport, pick up a friend that flew home, flew back to school last night, and we're headed to the airport to, to pick her up. I said, where are you sitting in the car? <laughs> I'll never forget. She, she told whoever's driving. I don't remember now. And she said, pull over. The Lord, the, I think the Lord has, has told my dad something. So they pull over. And I said, how, how long and what color is the hair of the person the person is driving. Well, that's about shoulder length and dark brown and da da da. And then I told her what I what I had seen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I have no doubt about it. I have no doubt about it that that God spared our daughters by speaking to us. And thank God we heard him. Now I'm, let me clarify something. I haven't always heard him. You know, I have, I, have, I have not always listened to that voice. You know, we'd had a conference and, and I was taking our guest speaker um, back to his hotel room and we had, the only place in town was um, a, a Denny's. And so we'd sit there and talk, preachers, you know, talk, 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 talk. And to wait, you know, like, I don't know, one o'clock or something like that. We had sessions the next morning. So I said, you know, uh, well, I'm sitting there, and I had a I had an ink pen in my pocket, and I just had an impression, not a voice, not da 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 da. It wasn't a big emotional thing or anything, and I just had this thought and this impression. Alan, if you said an accident, that wouldn't be a good place for that ink pen to be. So I just took it out of my pocket, 
you know, put it in my pants pocket. So, you know, I take, I take their gifts, uh, to the, to the, his room and, and I'm headed back home. And you know how, like on a, uh, limited access highway, a lot of times they'll have the traffic lights on, uh, you know, the main thoroughfare, have them on cautions, flashing caution and the side roads, uh, flashing red. So I've got the caution light and I'm, you know, bopping along there. And before I can even touch my brakes, a car, excuse me, a truck, excuse me, ran the light and I T-boned her. She was in a truck. I T-boned her in the side. She took me across the, the median there in the middle, across two lanes of highway, and I ended up in the ditch on the other side of the highway. They estimated she was doing 85 miles an hour, and I forget how many times the legal limit she was, uh, she was stoned drunk. Her passenger, they had to airlift to Orlando, which is 25, 30 miles away. Now, here's the point. I heard part of what the Lord was saying. You know, I took the ink pen out of my pocket and put it in my pants pocket. That could have been spared, but I didn't. I was busy talking to my friend, my uh, co-labor, and, and I, I didn't listen as, as good as I should have. See, he's always speaking. So when, when you get an impression, you know, when you have an impression, just pray, you know. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. Holy Spirit lives inside you, and you've got tongues already in you. It's something. It's not something you got to go get. You just got to release it. But but even if you're uncomfortable with that, pray in your English. Pray until you get peace, or you know what to do. Now, see with with uh, Jill and and Rod. I prayed until we, we prayed until we got peace. With Lori, we prayed until we knew what to do. Now it was call her and warn her. They're on the way to the airport. You know, cutting up, having a good time, friends, and 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 you know, and so the, the, thank God for the Holy Spirit. See, He's always speaking to us. It makes me wonder how many times I have disobeyed that inward knowing and witness, he's always speaking. When uh, Jill was in, uh, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade, we live in Vernon, Alabama, and she went to a Christian school over in Columbus, Mississippi, which is 21 miles from our house to the front door of the school at that Baptist church. And so one day I was going to pick her up. You know, you go over there, come back home, go over there, come back home. And I was going to pick her up, and there was a a fork in the road, you could go either way, and it's about equal. And normally, you know, I, 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 I go to the left. But that day, I had an impression, go to the right. Just a, just a knowing, just nothing big, no, Jesus didn't appear or, or anything. You know, just, just a knowing, go to the right. And I disobeyed it. And it was not very far past that fork in the road that a dog big as a Shetland pony came running out the side and hit my uh, little Cavalier car 
And and this this was this was back in probably eighty six, maybe somewhere in there. And, and it did, you know, right out even back then, right at a thousand dollars worth of damage to my car. That dog was so big. See, the Lord tried to warn me about that. So I'm gonna wind it up, and we'll pick it back up again next week. But I want to wind it up by saying, don't just push away those impressions. Don't just act like they didn't happen. You know, and, and I, I know I've shared shared these, I probably shared those stories. I don't know. But every time I share those, it's like, thank God for the Holy Ghost. And, and you listen, 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 listen. I know I shared this. Don't get caught up in, I got to know why I shouldn't or should do or go a certain way or whatever. I had rather never know why I shouldn't have went a certain way. And I went the other. I, I had rather never know than to not listen to the Lord speaking to me and have an accident or whatever and me realize, you know what? The Lord tried to warn me about that. Let me share a verse of scripture with you. I'm looking at a computer screen over here. In, in John uh, 16, Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes, John, John 16, 13, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to be your friend. And, and I'm paraphrasing, he is the spirit of truth and he will guide you into all things and he's going to, because he's going to live inside you. Listen to this. He's going to help you make sense of what I've been telling you. That's the reason he said, I'm going away. And when I go away, you're going to be better off. See, because Jesus can only be in one place at one time. He said, but when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to be in everyone who accepts the truth, who trusts in Christ. So we all have the equal opportunity to hear, listen to, and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. And again, remember, he's always speaking to us, but the question is, are we always listening to hear? Join us next time. Pass this on to your friends. Uh, and, and, you know, if it's been a blessing to you, I'd encourage you, pass it on to your friends. You know, post it on your uh, Facebook page and, and help us share the gospel that'll change lives in Jesus' name. Someone said we're the first generation in history that can preach the gospel by clicking a mouse. So I challenge you, preach the gospel by sharing with your friends what I've shared with you today. God bless you. Blessings to you. And may the peace of God rule your heart today and every day and listen to the voice of the Lord and you'll never go wrong. In Jesus' name, amen.